Find Your Focus is a recharging space for the ambitious, introverted woman. Grab a quick energy boost and reflect on how you want to show up as an introverted leader in your personal and professional life. Here's some inspiring stories of people around the world who've done things differently from society's extroverted expectations. Your host, Heather, a woman's leadership and life transitions coach, founder of a restored radiance coaching for the ambitious introvert, international communicator and marketer, world traveler, UK expat, and fellow introvert. Heather aims to help ambitious, introverted women find their unique leadership voice and create life transition roadmaps from career changes to moving countries or cities. Join Heather every Tuesday to find your focus, to fill your mindset with positivity and motivation to go after your dreams using your own unique energy blueprint. Your perceived weaknesses are your powerhouse. Here is your host. We are talking all about love today. So um, we're going deep as always, love and boundaries uh, for introverts during a pandemic to be particular. And we have joining us today, a psychotherapist turned art therapist, podcaster, educator, and relationship coach, Catherine Pfeiffer, who helps women to creatively and boldly find, cultivate, and maintain happy relationships. Catherine works with women individually and in a collective setting, and she also runs an online platform called the Happy Love Project, which inspires healthy relationships with articles and podcast episodes. So let's dive in deep, ladies. Hi, Ambitious Introverts. It's Heather here, and I am so excited to have um, with us today the guest. Um, her name is Katherine Pfeiffer, and she's a psychotherapist turned empowerment and relationship coach, educator, and the founder of the Happy Love Project. The theme for our chat today is boundaries and love relationships for introverts. So it's going to be a juicy, lovely conversation. And Katherine, welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to spend some time with you today. Oh, same here. And ladies, Catherine is a fellow um, introvert. So we're going to dive straight in because I know you ladies love to dive in deep. So here we go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so Catherine, would you be able to basically take us on your journey of how did you get to where you are today and how do you identify as an ambitious introvert? Those are such good questions. Um, so I became a, I, I actually studied to be an art therapist and um, a, a long time ago <laughs> and uh, became an, uh, an art therapist and a mental health clinician and worked with teens in crisis for over 10 years. And when we moved from, I was living in Alaska at the time, we lived, I met my husband in Alaska and was working as a therapist there. And when we moved, we moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And I had all intentions to either do what I was doing or to transition into private practice. And when we got here, I didn't, I, I didn't want to go back. I just was done with that career choice. For some reason, I just kind of didn't feel pulled towards it anymore. To become a psychotherapist here in Tennessee, I had to take a test and I didn't want to do that. <laughs> and I just was just like not feeling it. And so I thought, well, gosh, what can I do with all the skills that I have and work from home because my husband is gone for about 40% of the week. 
um, how can I kind of manage being a mom to twin boys and share my skills and kind of do it in a fun way? And I didn't even know what a coach was at that particular point. I, I had read books from people who were coaches and just didn't realize that that was what they were doing. And so I just kind of fell into it. I was reading these books when we first moved here and then all of a sudden, a yoga teacher of my dad's in Houston, Texas, who I had just started following on Instagram, posted about this coaching academy that she was going to. And then I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. And literally that day, signed up for the next round of courses through the Beautiful You Coaching Academy and was on my path to becoming a coach. And then through that, I knew that I wanted to work with women and I wanted to work really in the self-love department, but in relation to relationships. And so over a period of time after I finished with the coaching academy, I really was, I struggled a bit of what I wanted to do for a hot minute. I thought I wanted to work with moms and teenage girls. That was like literally a month and then I was not interested in that anymore. And I was just kind of like, nope, don't want to do that anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And then just kind of like fell into, I did a little self-love for a little bit and then fell into the relationship piece piece because for me, I had gone through, before I met my husband, a really tumultuous relationship with someone um, and really had to do a lot of work in order to not only get out of that relationship that wasn't serving me, but also had to do a lot of work of figuring out who did I want in my life and how would that fit with me. And I have a beautiful relationship with my husband now, um, and I have. But we've had our ups and downs, too. So I knew that I could take all of this sort of my own personal experience and the experience of being a therapist and really combine it all to just be a, you know, a relationship and empowerment coach. And so that's kind of how that started. And then about a little over a year ago, I started a podcast called The Happy Love Project, and it was going to it's all about happy love and happy relationships and not just romantic relationships but friendships and relationships with your parents and things like that and that kind of turned into its own platform and so there's the happy love project platform and I work through that and I'm I feel like they're two different entities the platform is it's one thing and then my coaching is something different and they're two different websites which is great (laughs) wow I love that yeah yeah, and so, and identifying as an introvert, I mean, I, I've identified, I always thought that I was an introvert, and then I took some, I can't remember what the test was, but I took it in my job when I was a therapist, and I found out that I'm really on the introverted side of being an ambivert, and um, so I definitely need a little bit for my energy, I need a little bit of, like, contact with other people, and I need a little bit of stimulation that way, but... I would say as I'm getting older, I'm more and more on the introverted side of things. And my husband is an introvert, and so that's really interesting too. But it, and it's good. I mean, it helps us work together well. Oh, that's really that's really lovely. And I love how you um, you really were guided into the path that you are in now. Um, 
anyone who's listening can tell you are very ambitious. Um, so my question to you really is, is how do you manage those energy levels as an ambitious introvert, being a mama of twin boys, um, a wife, a business owner, a podcast host, all the things? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, you know, I have had, I honestly probably was aware of it in some way or another. Um, before, but I think it's been in the last year that I've been really kind of getting how how much depletes my energy and how um, it's very holistic, right? Like it's a very holistic thing. It's being around all these people and carrying all these roles, but then my physical health too. And I've been kind of suffering with some physical issues that I'm healing right now, and um, and so there's that piece and. It has, there has been a lot of juggling, but I have to say, um, it works for me. I, I set a lot of good boundaries, which we'll talk about <laughs> with everyone and with myself. Like I set boundaries. I find that social media really, it gets in the way of my energy. Like it just takes from my energy at a particular, after a particular amount of time. And so, I just set boundaries with myself on that, so I'm not on my phone constantly scrolling, you know, and things like that. Oh my gosh, I so relate to that. It's such a a time suck, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'll find myself, and it's almost like I'm a. Um, an Instagram zombie sometimes. I'm, I'm just going through the motion, but have no intention with the action at all. It's I've like zoned out. <laughs> Right, me too. I've been really trying to pay attention to that just recently. Exactly. Well, you hit the nail on the head. You mentioned boundaries. And I know that when we um, let everyone know that we'd be talking and jamming about relationships and boundaries, um, there were quite a few questions that came in about boundaries. So we're going to weave them into our chat today and just jam on all things boundaries, um, specifically in terms of, of love relationships. So um, with your experience, um, can you explain for people who may be new to the term boundaries, um, what they are and how they may apply to ambitious introverts like ourselves? Yes, absolutely. So boundaries are like, if you think about it, um, in a physical sense, it's like a wall, right? There's a, it's, it's something that keeps you from something else and not in a bad way, but in a good way. And so boundaries are kind of standards that you set it for yourself in relationships that uphold who you are and uphold kind of what is good for you in your life. And sometimes boundaries can get a pretty bad rap. Like if you're, you know, if you have boundaries and you start putting them in place and you haven't in the past, the people that are in your life might not like those boundaries so much, you know, but they really just kind of take care of you in a way that allows you to operate in your life the way that you want to. And I feel like that's the best way. I, I'm just kind of, I didn't look it up before we talked. I thought about like looking up what's the definition of boundaries, but I felt like this would be a little bit like, this is my definition of boundaries. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. And it's, it, it's so... <laughs> It's you. You worded it so nicely that it's. It definitely makes it very well understood. So we're gonna go dive in deeper about what those boundaries are and and 
in certain instances as well. So I'm going to dive into some of the questions we got from um, some of our listeners. And one of them was, um, how do we know uh, what our own individual or personal boundaries are and how do we set them um, up with others, especially with people we don't know well? That's a great question. And I think some of it you probably already know on an intuitive level, and it's just kind of thinking about it and thinking about what works for you. And then some of it, unfortunately, you have to figure out by, you know, trial and error. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I get it now. I get what my boundary is around that. Um, And communicating that with someone else is, it can be challenging, but it can also just set you free. I have a great personal um, example of this. When my husband and I started, I think it was, we, we were first married and he was in the military when we first got married and separated really soon after we got married and he was out of work for a little bit of time and he's a firefighter so he's in a culture that you know you kind of rib each other a lot in that work environment and he'd been off work for a couple of months you know wanting to transition into being a civilian firefighter and he started ribbing me (laughs) quite a bit and making fun of me in a kind of a kind of like a harsh way and I mean it wasn't it wasn't mean in, in any way, but it was just harsh. And I'm super sensitive. And I was like, I don't like that. I don't like what you're doing. And he did it a couple of times, and I realized that. And then I just said, hey, I, I don't do well with that. You need to go hang out with your friends. <laughs> you need to get back to work, buddy. You need to hang out with your friends. And and that boundary really set me free because it communicated that that was not working well for me and that I'm super sensitive. And I was able to say, listen, I'm really sensitive. I'm a sensitive soul. And that just doesn't work. And so, and he was able to respect it and be like, oh, I had no idea. I didn't even know I was doing that, you know? And so then he could say, oh, I really need to call my friends so I can kind of rib them a little bit and get it out of my system. And you know, occasionally we have to revisit that boundary when he's not been at work for a little bit, but it's just how he communicates with the guys, you know, and the people that he works with. So Uh-oh. that that's kind of like kind of a fun example of that. I love that. And you made such a good point there as well about having to revisit the boundary because I think what a lot of people forget about when they, because it takes a lot, especially if you're not comfortable stating a boundary. Um, It takes a lot of um, guts and and bravery to really identify what you need and then vocalize it. Um, And so when you do that, you think, oh, you're so proud of yourself. Um, But the work doesn't stop there. It's really... Um, having to like monitor it if that flares up and somebody is not realizing their actions are actually infringing upon your boundary, you have to remind them. And sometimes that, um, you know, if you don't remind them, then they can just um, think that that's really not a boundary. You don't really care. Right. Or they just have no idea that you're, you're bothered by it. And then you're festering, you know, with this kind of like feeling of just this isn't working for me and it's festering and then it just adds some more problems you know that you end up having to deal with exactly i um i know for myself gosh it was probably about this this sounds so silly but for me 
that idea of boundaries only came into my life about like six years ago because I'm a a super chill person and I'm very open-minded and welcoming and 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 warm to people so I (laughs) the tendency is I tend to give them a lot of space to be themselves but that what I found was that it was actually infringing upon my space to be myself because there were some things that I was giving them way too much freedom to do. But um, I had never really been in a system or like a, a family um, scenario growing up where boundaries were respected. And so it took me a lot of time to really identify boundaries and to really vocalize that myself. Um, so at the beginning, what that turned out to be was me being so um, scared and nervous to state the boundary that I kind of blurted it out really fast in a very direct way, more direct than I probably normally would have. And it was almost that I was creating instead of um, boundaries, I was creating almost barriers where I was like, no, 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 this is going to be a complete wall. <laughs> so it's it's an interesting process. <laughs> Yes, it is. You know, and I've been in relationships where the, I didn't know what my boundaries were, and um, the, per- the other person didn't know what my boundaries were, too, and it looked a lot like that, too, which just kind of ended up being just like this big thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to go to another one of the, our questions we got from our um, listeners, and this one's so good as well. Um, she was asking, what do we do when others uh, violate um, boundaries? How do we know if it was a misunderstanding or someone just disregarding our thoughts or feelings? And she gives an example because she said, especially it's especially hard in dating um, because you may not know the person at all and the person you're seeing may just respond with, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a really great question. And I think that, um, can you ask the first part of that question again? Of course so I, I can, yeah. Absolutely. So the yeah. first part of the question was, what do we do when others violate boundaries? Yes. Okay. So I would, I would think and recommend that if somebody's violating your boundaries and you know it, if you could have some kind of really calm and thoughtful conversation, maybe not in the moment if you're feeling heated about it, um, but if you're not feeling heated about it and you just kind of feel like, hey, this is a boundary and we need to have a conversation about this now, that's great. But if you're feeling heated about it, I would give yourself a little space to figure out what you want to say. And then have that conversation about, hey, this is a boundary of mine and this is something that's important to me, whatever it is, and, and see how they respond. And if they respond well, like, oh, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I had no idea, and then their behaviors change, then you know that it was just kind of like, a, oh, I'm not that intuitive, I didn't understand that, you know? Or if they don't really care, then that gives you another answer of, you know, whether or not you want to continue that relationship, you know? Because I feel like your boundaries are really important to who you are. And so just being clear about it and thoughtful about how you communicate it, and then just seeing if the behavior changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point because we can clearly state our boundaries, but we are n- never in control of how another person reacts to those boundaries. And it's within that response that we then know whether, like you said, their their intentions were well-meaning and they want to support you, but they're just 
trying to to slowly <clears throat> adjust to the new boundaries or whether that's just not um, something they care to do. Right, and I think over time you'll know. You know, I feel like, I think the end of that question was like, especially when you're like in a new relationship or you're kind of dating, right? Is that part of the question? Yeah. Um, you know, when you're dating someone new, you've got this huge period of figuring each other out, right? Like you're getting to know each other over a period of time and you're not going to know everything about the other person when you first start out. You're just not. And so there's a little bit in that relationship where there's a give and there's a take and there's an ebb and a flow and you're figuring each other out and you figure out what the heck your boundaries are and, you know, within that relationship and what their boundaries are and seeing if it works for you. That's a very good point. And I think um, sometimes we can, based on our own experiences in dating, whether we've had some um, really stressful or troubling or frustrating relationships, we can tend to make relationships mean a certain thing or a certain, um, we can say, hey, um, you know, all men are dumb or all men are like, you know, not wanting to communicate or, you know, whatever, um, not wanting to listen to me or respect my boundaries based on our own past experiences. But if we stop to think that, um, you know, the other person may be also trying to learn um, what you stand for and where your boundaries are and that, you know, there's some really lovely people out there who really are just trying to figure that out as much as you're trying to figure that out for them. Absolutely. And I'm, excuse me, I'm a huge fan of communication, (laughs) you know, in in a way that really gets your point across. I mean, the more you're able to communicate where you are and who you are and all of those things in, in, in every instance, that person gets to know you better. And then that person can, can adapt to who you are, you know, and you adapt to them too. Exactly. And it's, that's when we, I I feel like that's when you start to really fall for that person. If you have a lot in common, your values are in common because it's in that imperfection that we really start to create those deeper relationships. You know, if you're just trying to seem picture perfect, there's nothing like nothing to really grab a hold on. It's like a slippery, um, perfect piece of um, mirror that you can't grab. Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't feel real, right? And at some point, it just doesn't feel like it's authentic. Exactly. So I'm, I'm thinking back to when I was at the beginning of kind of my understanding of boundaries and, and really diving into what was a boundary for me. For other ambitious introverts who are listening um, to us right now, who might be thinking, you know, I also am very open-minded and, you know, as introverts, we love our ideas and we love to really kind of marinate and and express them and listen to others' ideas. So we tend to be very open and things like that. Um, How can that open-minded woman really start to figure out and unpack her own boundaries? That's a great question, and I really can relate to that because I'm I'm similar to you, kind of open-minded and go with the flow, and just kind of like yeah, that's cool, you know. And just I mean, I I kind of survived growing up with that sort of mentality, and it's just who I am too. And I think that figuring out what your boundaries are, you 
you find them out as you're getting to know yourself and you're constantly getting to know yourself, right? Like you're constantly learning more and more about who you are and what works for you and your life is changing. I mean, my boundaries are way different now than they were when I was, you know, single and, you know, or dating someone than I am as a parent. My boundaries are way different now, you know? And, and that that includes, like, friends and, and what, you know, time and things like that. Like, I know one of my boundaries with, um, with people in general is I'm sorry I'm not available at certain times because I'm a mom and I've got to take care of the boys and we have to shut down at a certain time. Like, I, I shut my phone to do not disturb at seven o'clock in the evenings and then the house all the lights are getting shut down and you know we're in that getting ready for bed for a couple of hours period and that's a huge boundary because if I was on the phone chit-chatting with my friends the house would be in flames (laughs) (laughs) at that particular time at night usually you know I mean the boys would be stir crazy and I would not be paying attention to them and I'd feel I'd feel kind of um stretched I'd feel pulled towards two different people. I, I want to talk to my friend, but I also need, you know I have responsibilities with my kids, you know, and things like that. And so I really feel like being aware of how things are working and then if they're not working, setting a boundary around it and trying something new. Oh, that's really beautiful. And I think um, as you were talking there as well, it's you're really highlighting the importance of Again, it's a boundary, not a barrier. It's not going to be black or white because there's going to be certain stages in your life where you go through certain seasons and your your responsibilities and your obligations change. And so then your boundaries might have to adapt um, to that because of your, you know, you're managing your certain energy levels at that point. Absolutely. And being aware of what gives you energy and how you how you gain that energy is really important, you know, because if you need extra time just to yourself and creating boundaries around that extra time, there's nothing bad with that. There's not, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing, you know? So I I feel like understanding what provides you with what fuels you and then setting boundaries around that because you're the most important thing in your life, right? You're the most important thing and everything kind of operates around you. And so, of course, you know, if you're a parent, you got to take care of other people, but they depend on you. And so you've got to, you know, you got to fuel yourself first. That's such good advice, um, Catherine. Um, and I, it really kind of um, makes me think of um, in your work in in working with women um, with boundaries, um, what are some of the common um, struggles when it comes to bound, setting boundaries for introverts and women? Because I feel that um, as a society that really um, champions the extroverted lifestyle, um, you know, it's a lot harder for extroverts, or sorry, introverts rather, to stand up and honor their boundaries, when, especially when it comes to um, energy. And I think as well with women, um, it's a as well, there's connotations in society for women to raise her voice um, and what that may mean. So again, that can be really hard for a woman to honor her needs. So what are the common um, struggles when it comes to setting boundaries? So in my 
work, you know, um, there, I work with both people who are ready to attract in new love and, and also people who are in relationships that want that spark. And I think in, in both instances, there is a piece about coming back to who they are and what fuels them and, and loving themselves first and understanding themselves first and then being able to communicate that in a way that gets honored and that sometimes we can feel bad about what those boundaries are or that maybe the person won't love us if we set those boundaries but I feel like and I and and I've seen it kind of grow is that when you are really clear about whatever your boundary is that you're able you're able to deepen that relationship if that relationship is meant to be if that relationship is a, is a mutual partnership that it just deepens but you've got to come back to you first and feel really safe in you and safe in in what it what works for you and then you can grow from there oh, that's beautiful uh, advice there because um, yeah, when we tap into our own intuition and really ask ourselves what we need, that's when we're, we're really spending time with our deepest truth and um, instead of pushing it away and not acknowledging it and leading to burnout because of it. Yeah, and when we don't honor ourselves, then we feel at some point, somewhere along the line, even if not right in that moment, we just, we feel not, not honored you know, and that can lead to so many other issues. Mm. So I want to transition now into talking about relationships, because as you and I are talking, it is mid-April 2020, and the world is in a global pandemic. Um, So it has switched a lot of our daily lifestyles on head, and whether that's for our ambitious introverts who are in relationships and are stuck at home with their um, partners and or their family, or even the ambitious introverts who are single and now trying to figure out what does dating look like um, and connection look like in this day and age. So I wanted to address um, both of those scenarios kind of separately. So um, for that ambitious introvert who is currently in a relationship and she's um she's one part of her is loving the space and the um to really just go inward and to really reflect and create and rest or whatever that means to her but another part of her is really finding it difficult to find the space to do that because she has so many distractions in her home so how can she navigate this kind of new um, challenge. That's a great question, and um, I can speak from my own personal experience about what's worked for me <laughs> in that because I feel like I'm in that boat completely. <laughs> um, and I feel like what has worked well in my house because we've I have my husband and I've got my twin boys who are ten, um, and we've got all the things I'm running my businesses, and he's going to work and. He's doing all the shopping for us right now because um, I have autoimmune issues, and so I'm really trying to stay away from everyone. And 
So, um, and then we've got the boys and the homeschooling and all those things. And it's a lot. It's a lot. And um, I feel like what's worked well for us, and my husband is, an, is more introverted than I am. And just, we were talking about it today, actually, because I was talking about doing this conversation with you. And he was talking about how, because he's shy, he's introverted. And I said, no, that's not what introverted means. It's how you get your energy and you really get your energy from being, I mean, literally he said that he would be fine in a jail cell for the rest of his life, you know, <laughs> in, in isolation because he just is so fine with that. You know, he just, just, just gets so much energy from being on his own and it's totally true. <laughs> and so what's worked for us really well is that he wakes up earlier than the rest of the house and he gets his time and it's very precious and we all know that we are not going to interrupt him and then i have been enjoying sleeping in till like 8 30 or 9 which i have not done in over i don't know a decade or longer than that probably and so i am enjoying that the boys are at, at an age where they're enjoying sleeping in and then later in the day, I have some time to myself, whether I, you know, go up and take a hot bath and I have an hour to myself. I don't need a ton of time, but a little bit of alone time is really helpful. And we're also instilling a quiet hour in the afternoon where everybody goes to their own spaces and we all have our own time. And that's been really lovely, too, because then I get my own time. He gets his own time. And then the boys have time in their rooms where they're not interacting with you, with each other, so they're not sick of each other, and that's been really lovely. And I would recommend for anyone figuring out what works for them, so that they eat, get some time to their to themselves, um, and that they're able to kind of fuel themselves that way. And that's like that quiet time is a boundary. The boys fight it every day and every day. We have the same conversation about how we all need quiet time so that we can exist in this house together. <laughs> and it works well. I love that tip of the quiet time. And um, it must feel so empowering as well that because you and your husband are on various spectrums of introversion that you guys, um, you know, it's something that you both know you need. And so that you're both a united front being able to instill that within the family um, boundaries. Yeah, and you know, the opposite of that is that we're fighting or we're coming unglued or we're feeling like, you know, everything is unraveling. And so, and I'm sure we've had that experience in the past, but we've gotten to know each other and what works for us in that way and just kind of, you know, maneuvered life to work in that respect. But that's been really nice, you know, and so... That helps. Oh, amazing. And I'm, I'm thinking as well, there's probably some ambitious introverts who are listening right now. And they're thinking, oh, that sounds so lovely. But um, my partner is an extrovert. And I didn't really think it was an issue until we've been spending 24-7 with each other. And he, he or she just talks incessantly. And I need space or I'm going to go mad. So how can that introvert um, be able to kind of both communicate um, her, her needs, but also acknowledge the needs of her extroverted partner? I think that setting
setting up some kind of way to honor both would be so powerful. So, and that goes back to that communication piece and that self-love piece of saying, this is what I need. You know, I need, (laughs) I need, you know, two hours of quiet time and, you know, away from everyone a day. I need that in order to be my best self. And I know that you want me to be my best self. You want me to show up in this relationship and in our lives as my best self. And so I, I would love for you to honor that. And then on the flip side, I will honor, you know, we'll have this wonderful time for conversation, you know, over making dinner or whatever it is, you know, however it works in, in their household. But, um, you know, where we can really come together and have these beautiful conversations and really just you know, engage with with each other in a really thoughtful and in a really thoughtful way, and that and that makes the time so much more beautiful, right? Like when you're able to engage in a way that you feel like you're showing up as your best self and you're honoring that, it just ends up being so much more magical. Oh, that's such a good point there because, yeah, with within being a bit more vulnerable and acknowledging what you need and expressing that to your partner, you're allowing them to, to know you on a deeper level and respect that authentic part of you um, and vice versa. Um, and I think you can you can support each other in honoring those boundaries by saying, hey, you're, you're my teammate. Help me um, stay accountable to my own boundaries because sometimes, like you're saying, I'm sure some days it's a lot harder to to go through with those quiet times when everything's super busy and chaotic um, than it is other days. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, and um, and there have been days where we've missed it and really missed. I mean, we've missed it and then missed it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> it's kind of like getting out for a walk too. Like we will we'll skip a walk. And I mean, it's not very long, but we will skip it. And then by seven o'clock, my boys are just like going stir crazy and they're just spinning out of control. And I'm just like, man, I really wish we had taken that walk, you know? Oh, absolutely. That movement and that space in nature and that time in nature. Oh my gosh, it can do so much. Um, Especially for us introverts, it's it's just as important as that that alone time. Yes, absolutely. I highly recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm excited to dive into the next question because this is also um, where I find myself um, in right now. So um, I am here in D.C., um, you know, fully staying at home and doing my best to um, to fully isolate myself as much as possible. And I have found myself very creative and inspired and taking on new things. Um, as well as having waves of um, stress and, and uncertainty, of course. But one of the new challenges I've uh, been facing, and I think a lot of um, other single introverts will um, recognize this, is that <clears throat> what does dating look like now um, in a global pandemic? Um, I know that dating ac- apps exist, but how can people... Um, continue to date and connect in a very authentic way um, during this uncertain period? That's such a great question. And um, I have a couple of thoughts about that. One is to figure out what, how 
it can be fun for you, you know? And if that's meeting someone for dinner over Zoom and you both have dinner already made and you're having a Zoom chat or, um, you know, if it's just phone calls, you can learn so much about somebody just by regularly spending time on the phone. And that might be the start to a beautiful relationship is just getting to know each other through these conversations, you know, whether you do it through video chat or through phone. Um, I saw somebody, I wish I could remember what it was, but I saw somebody who did kind of like a speed dating thing online. I mean, it was very recently, so it was a speed dating online thing. And I wish, I really wish I could remember what it was because it'd be fun to share, but um, maybe you could just look it up and see. Um, but it looked like fun. Like you could do the speed dating Zoom thing, which I was, I've never been like a huge fan of speed dating, but I don't know why online it makes it seem kind of more interesting. <laughs> but doing that, and then maybe you end up talking to this person, you know, you have a follow up date on Zoom or something, you know. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's but, such a cute idea. Yeah. Um, you are on the apps you know like just thinking about how do you sorry my cough <coughs> how do you make it more fun yeah that's that's such a good point there because I do think we are there's one um way to look at it and that um while it's uncertain times um there's still an opportunity there because previously we would be getting on the apps and people would be competing with a lot of limited time because people would be having their friends and family obligations and going to events and traveling and doing all these things. But now there's a, actually a kind of an opportunity there to grab the attention of people. Um, but I've always kind of struggled as an introvert and I'm, I'm very social actually. So, but I love the deep questions. And I, I think that when you're starting to date, um, there's that kind of that nice little balance you have to to kind of walk down because you want to you're so interested in knowing about this person and asking good questions or just getting to know them but you also don't want to <laughs> you don't want to scare them away um, or be so vulnerable emotionally vulnerable um, you know too too early on um, so what are some tips that you'd recommend for uh, single introverts like me who are trying to navigate those um, that that kind of early stages of a relationship or yeah, dating. I think that's a great question, and I think that trusting your intuition is one of those things of just trusting. Like, is this the and asking yourself, is this the right time to share this? You know, or is this the right time the right time to ask this question? Or do I say that for the fourth debate? you know, or I say that for a little bit later and just continuing to ask yourself and, and getting back into what your intuition and your gut says about that. Because sometimes we could know somebody for 48 hours and feel so comfortable about they've shared a lot, you're sharing a lot, that it's okay to share those stories, you know. And then there's other times where it's just going to, oh, I want to wait and see where we get to before we, you know, before we dive into that. And so it's a it's a little bit of a dance, right? It's a little bit of like, okay, I'm gonna see where we go here. And you can, I really feel like showing up as your deep, authentic self 
is really, really important. That is who you are. And so if you're able, if you're able to do that in a way that just kind of allows you to be who you are, but isn't like, you know, if you show up with all of like all of this energy, <laughs> you might scare somebody off, you know, or, you know, so it's just, it's just, a, I really do feel like it's a dance of kind of like, oh, what, you know, what, what am I going to ask next? And, you know, and, 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 you know, not keeping it at a superficial level, you know, I hate, really, really hate small talk, you know, I cannot stand it. I don't like I don't like it. I don't like going to events and having small, you know, doing small talk with other entrepreneurs. That's not something I enjoy. And so if it was me showing up in in an instance like that now, I wouldn't be able to do that. You know, I would just, I would be asking all of the deep questions too, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. I'm right there with you. Asking yeah. about the weather, that small talk, I just fade into the background and into my own mind and have a, a conversation with myself at that point. Yeah, because it's so, it's so boring. Exactly. <laughs> you know, who cares? Like, the weather's going to change in five minutes. Who cares? But if you can, like, if you ask those questions, you know, in a way that, um, I, yeah, I, I, I have... I have a lot of training and asking questions and people answering them, you know, and just kind of like going down. It's always kind of like asking those sort of inquisitive questions of like, oh, you know, when you can say like, you know, where are you from or where did you grow up? And you can have a, you know, 25 conversation, 25 minute conversation around kind of like that growing up experience, you know, and everybody's growing up experience is interesting in some way or another. Exactly. And it's great information as well to really understand, you know, that individual and what they may value and, and how they may communicate in the um, currently and, and everything. So it's really insightful. Um, but you also make such a good point there as well about how, um, yeah, to, to honor yourself and to be authentic. Um, don't shy away from being yourself because... That's who you're. You need to put yourself um, out as because that is yourself. You're going to show that eventually at some point. Um, so perhaps going in with um, high intention but low expectation is um, a good mindset to have. Absolutely, and you know, it, it's hard to do this, but not to put so much weight on you know the dating experience. You know, it's just. You're, you're getting to know different people and I know that's I mean that's easier said than done right like it's easy to say that and and doing is so much because you're putting yourself out there and you're putting your heart out there and that can be really really hard but if you can look at it as just kind of like I'm just going to explore this option and see where we get to and protect some of yourself through that process while still getting to know this person you know, then you end up, you're able to get to know them. You're able to show up as your authentic self. And um, you're just kind of, you, you get all the answers that you need. Oh, absolutely. And I think you, yeah, it was a really good point that you made as well about how, um, have fun in the process, right? Um, I think because we are deep thinkers and creators that we can get so attached to a certain idea and really, you know, we're, we become very hopeful about that, 
that idea or that person, but you know, have a little bit more fun and um, enjoyment in the process and maybe play um, as you're getting to know people. Because I think that can be a struggle for introverts as they date um, because they do want to dive in deep and invest their energy on one-on-one conversations. But at the beginning, when you're starting to get to know people, you really kind of have to do more of a light energy touch with those individuals because... um, you don't know them yet, and you're—you know—it's not worth all of your energy to invest in that person. So it's really going back to what you were saying about all those tips about respecting your boundaries and how that plays in scenarios like that. Yeah, absolutely. And while you're talking, I was thinking about how beautiful would it be to have like a a relationship over email, like have a you know these letters that are just—I don't remember doing that maybe back in, I don't know, 2005. I don't know if people do that anymore. (laughs) You know, but these just beautiful emails where you can just get to know each other. And how fun would that be? And it has to be with the right person. But that would be kind of fun. That's a really sweet idea. It could be, that could be a really fun um, uh, thing that you can do as, um, as we're going through this uncertain time and we can, if you feel comfortable with that right person, um, as you're starting to get to know them, we could just suggest that as a, a fun way to kind of acknowledge maybe previous um, generations before us, but also being clever and fun and spontaneous in an uncertain time. Yeah, and there's some excitement about like, oh, I got mail, you know, like, so yeah. cool. you got mail movie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is some excitement of that person popping up in your inbox and you being like, oh, wow, and I want to thoughtfully write back to this person. Exactly. You know? Wouldn't that be so cool if that's what happens, you know, from all of, all of this is that, you know, things like that come into fruition again? That would know? be beautiful. And, how- and I love that suggestion because... Um, while some people could argue that texting is like little mini emails, it really isn't because texting, um, it should really only be used to like, you know, pass along facts or to arrange logistics and getting to know somebody is better. Like you were saying, picking up the phone, having a conversation with them, a video call, or like you said, having that really lovely, warm and quality, um, email or a letter, um, to somebody, that's where you start to build those relationships. Yes, absolutely. I would highly recommend not using text for anything besides what you were just saying. Um, especially don't have a fight over text. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <That> never works. <laughs> never, ever. I, I can personally speak from that, you know, of being misunderstood over text messaging with my mother, you know. And so I highly recommend that don't do that, you know. Cause, yeah, nobody can understand your tone. Nobody knows what you're saying. And so, yeah, but... I agree completely with you on that. <laughs> well, Catherine, you might start a little mini revolution among us ambitious <laughs> introverts. <laughs> I would love that. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I was also thinking as well for um, those ambitious introverts who are listening, but they're just slightly overwhelmed right now in their current relationships or um, kind of in their head about um, where they should be with dating right now. What would you tell them right now? Oh, I would say come back to you. Just come back to you. You know, pull out your journal, get out in nature, give yourself a break, 
you know, we are in the middle of a pandemic. It's not going to last forever. And we can all really, you know, put our energy into that. But just just keep coming back to you, you know, and, and what's what's right for you and what works for you. And that be okay with it changing, too. What worked for you two weeks ago might not be working for you now, you know. And, and that's okay. And so just keep riding with that and being open to possibilities and allowing yourself to just just keep coming back to yourself. Oh, that's beautiful um, advice there. Um, and so true because I think when we get to that point of overwhelm, we have gotten to that stage where we're daily firefighting um, so much that we actually don't even acknowledge or recognize when the actions are intentional or whether they're just reactive um, without any thought or consideration of why you're doing them, right? And so you're burning the candle on both ends and your energy is low. And it's really, like you said, take a beat and to, to break. And it's actually, you don't think that rest would actually get you further ahead, but it does. Resting and listening to your own intuition and what you need. Absolutely. I'm a huge advocate for space, you know, and a huge advocate for allowing yourself just time and and rejuvenating yourself in that way. Mm. And you also noted as well, because we are in this global pandemic, it's not like any of us have had any experience in this before. And so what we have may have created for ourselves in terms of our own schedule or our own rituals in the past might not serve us in this moment. I know for myself, I have been going on a, a roller coaster of emotions and just acknowledging that and allowing that if I need rest and I need to just binge on Netflix for a second, I allow myself that space to take a break. And I know and trust myself that I will then get the energy I need to then take the next step. Um, so I think, like you were saying, being a bit more understanding of your current situation and your current energy ebbs and flows is really important. Yeah, absolutely. I think you make such a good point that no, none of us know how to do this, you know, and there's no, there's no one right way. I really feel like every single person in the, on the planet is unique. And so their way will be their own way. And so what works for me, you might take some, some suggestions and be like, oh, I'm going to try that, you know, and see work it into how you do life but there's no it's okay you know it's it's okay to do this however works for you and however you get through it yeah you know absolutely and like you said introduce a little bit of experimenting see what works if it doesn't work throw it out <laughs> do something else take a nap <laughs> eat some chocolate yes Yes, I highly recommend both of those. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Maybe some wine as well. Yes, yes, a little wine, a little wine. Although I was watching someone's Instagram stories, and I thought this was a great point because she was like, I've been hitting, she said, I've been hitting the wine so much lately that this week I'm drinking sparkling water with lemon all week. And I thought it was really, like, super self-aware that she was sharing with her audience that, you know, 
I've been indulging in a lot of wine over the past couple of weeks, and I've got to rein it back, you know? <laughs> and so I thought that was really cute. Oh, um, that's really sweet and acknowledges that balance, right? Of like allowing yourself that time to just... Um, to to need the, that wine at some point or the chocolate and to just allow it and embrace it and enjoy it. And then when you're no longer feeling like it's serving you or it's not giving you the energy you need or the rest you need, then coming back to what does. Right. There's something about being conscious, right? Like, like uh, before, I think before we hit record, we were talking at maybe, or maybe we were already talking about this, scrolling on Instagram for me can be such a numbing activity. But if I'm conscious of it, then I'm able to say, okay, I'm not, this isn't a numbing behavior. This is a conscious thing. If I'm consciously enjoying that chocolate or that glass of wine, then there's something powerful in that as opposed to just kind of like knocking a couple of drinks back, you know, while I'm scrolling Instagram. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. And not really conscious with either one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So true. So I'm always curious in um, and and getting to know um, a person's own rituals. And I know that just given the time that we are in, that those rituals might have changed or just be different or non-existent. So can you tell us um, what are some of your conscious um, rituals that you're doing at the moment? Yes, I've been kind of changing them recently. Just and I hope that they actually stick because I feel like it's really been great. So one of the things in the morning. Um, and I've been doing this for a while is I'm not getting on my phone or email or any of my social media until I spend some time with myself writing my journal, having a cup of coffee and just kind of really allowing myself to tap into my own energy and my own kind of where am I today and that's really been starting off my day in a really beautiful way Um, another ritual that I've been doing is I said i set boundaries on my phone and I just recently started doing this is I want I have I guess it's like that time limit for certain apps and so if you I have it set from 8 I'm up from 7 p.m. to 8 a.m. I've got all of these limits on the apps and so what I've been enjoying though is I'll still get on Facebook or Instagram or you know Safari or whatever but and I'll hit ignore limit it allows me you know I can pick for 15 minutes or for the whole day and I've been just doing the 15 minutes and just allowing myself 15 minutes on the app and then getting off instead of just you know jumping from app to app to app and then just kind of getting stuck in that sort of unconscious scroll I've also set the limit with myself not to access the news after <laughs> after about 6 p.m. because it just riles me up and just you know, something, I'll read something and then I'll get all heated about it. And that doesn't do well for sleep. Other rituals I've been really focusing on getting good sleep right now, um, healing my body. I've been taking a lot of Epsom salt baths with lavender, and that's been lovely. Getting out in nature as much as I can. Um, those are kind of the big rituals. Also, I'm currently not um, indulging in alcohol because I'm going through this huge, I had mold in my system, and so I'm going through this huge mold detox, and I'm taking medication that does not do well with um, with alcohol. Plus, I guess alcohol is not good for mold. So I've been having sparkling water and a wine glass every night, and that's been lovely. It's just been a lovely kind of evening ritual. 
Oh, those are beautiful. And I really yeah. love how therapeutic they are and really provide you an opportunity um, and a reminder for all of us listening how this is a real opportunity for us to heal ourselves and to really experiment with um, rituals and moments that really bring rest and restoration and joy and health back into our lifestyles. Absolutely. I've been really trying to focus on that for myself and asking for support too. I've been really vocal about asking for support for my family around that. And I mean, I'm kind of at the luxury that my boys are old enough to respect that when they were a little bit younger, there had to be some different boundaries in place with them. And, you know, that was a little more challenging, but it's been, it really, I, I decided that this is the opportunity that I should take to really focus on my health right now and healing and, and not be kind of um, uh, sidelined but by outside um, energy or forces. I'm a huge foodie. <laughs> I love to eat out and we're, we're not eating out as much. I mean, we're ordering in a little bit, but um, it would be so much harder to do what I'm doing if the world was wide open and I could go eat out whenever and or if I'm seeing my girlfriends all the time, it'd be hard to say no to the wine and, you know, all of those things. So this has been really lovely to be able to set that, set those boundaries for me. Oh, I love that. It's so beautiful. And Catherine, for the women who just really resonate with your message and the support that you're offering um, and really want to be nurtured by yourself a bit more, um, how can they work with you and how can they reach out with you? Yeah, so um, you can go to my website. I'm, I think I'm going to changing it a little bit, but it's um, Catherine Pfeiffer, which is K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, and then P-H-I-F-E-R.com, and that's where you can work with me personally. I have a, um, a group program that I'm launching, and um, I have private coaching on there. And then the Happy Love Project is just thehappyloveproject.com, and that's more of the podcast and articles and things like that around relationships. Wonderful. And ladies, all of those links to what Catherine just mentioned are going to be in the show notes um, for this episode. So just click on down and um, go and visit Catherine and tell her where you heard her. Um, And yes, I would really encourage you to reach out. She is um, so informed um, with her background and experience, but she's also very nurturing. So yes, please take advantage of her um, her, her love, compassion, and um, experience. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, and I hope to have you back on. Oh, I would love to come back on. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's been really lovely. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hopefully it gave you the boost you needed to start your week. If it did, it would be appreciated if you spent two minutes right now to give this podcast a review on iTunes and then share the episode with an introverted friend who needs to hear this message. Your review will make sure other ambitious introverts who are struggling to find their voice and focus find this show and can receive the love and support we hope you felt today. Thank you. And remember, your perceived introverted weaknesses are your powerhouse.